one of the top major ones. ones. Yes, we lose a child every five days mm. from choking, and and from a macro perspective, with everything, it's about eight thousand a year children uh, due to unintentional wow. injuries. Yeah. And I'll go through them again real quick. It's just sudden infant death syndrome. Ah, uh, yeah. The, the, okay. You know what's happening here? What's happening? Chris, producer Chris, only has X number. <laughs> he has a limited number of, of songs. Of songs because we're starting Wait to for cycle. It. We're starting to right here. Oh, it's early. That was early. I know. You like uh, this one? This, when this I song do. first came out, I you do. were quite excited. It, I'm nervous though. It, it, as much as I like it, because this is, he did this one a couple episodes ago too. I think this is our third time with this, which song. means. He, we've it, run it, out. it could become well we've run out we've run out of songs and it could become our normal theme song uh-huh. and as much as i liked it as much as i didn't like the rotating theme songs uh-huh, uh-huh. thinking that the theme songs could, the rotation could come at an end having to commit to one to is commit to making one. you nervous i don't want to commit to one <laughs> i like the mystery chris producer at, chris yes you need to download another like fifth a program of like 50 more Dude, random. I, I have like hundreds you do yeah, Kurt. Oh, okay. After after all of the trouble you've g- given producer Chris, now you're like, I like it. Finally <laughs> catching the vision for it. I, I, yes, I'm slow. Producer Chris rubs off. I don't, think I, off I don't you. think I played this before. I think it was that dude James. Oh, who that, came dude in. James. that dude James. <laughs> that dude. That guy, man. That dude. He just. Wow, there's a little uh, a little <laughs> trying to take little my producer job. Competition. A little producer envy. <laughs> trying to take producer my job. Competition. Producer Chris, no one could replace you. You are one in wow. a million. Well, Grace, okay. don't, don't, I, I don't, actually, kick, don't, don't on, make Kurt. promises, Grace. Yeah, I, I actually saw the text that you sent uh, James about what a wonderful oh, we're getting dramatic job he here. did. He showed oh, me no. that. I made a, no, I made a no, note to myself right, to say thank you. I was supposed My to bring coffee. him a, an iced Starbucks I know, I because know. of the bet. Now I'll have to I'm bring not him listening two. to it. <laughs> I have to double or nothing. I have to owe it double next time. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's rein it Mark, back in. Mark. Mark's just sitting over, going, "What in the heck?" <laughs> He's like, "Who <laughs> are these people? <laughs> what did I get myself into?" <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thanks for joining us for another episode of our On Purpose Parents podcast, where the big picture goal is to help parents raise their children to be interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we do the podcast. Virtually everything we talk about in one way or another is geared to help parents towards that end. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, As always, Kurt Johnson, Grace Yoon, producer Chris, and in studio with us today, we're super excited. Before I introduce Mark, um, today is our first, what I would say is our first, um, not off ramp. Uh, slightly ex- different. Slightly yeah, different. It's different from because all of our past ones. When, when we started the podcast, Mark, we, we specifically said, here's what we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. Because there's all kinds of places where people, we're not going to do an episode on how to help your kids get into their best college. Because mm. that has nothing to do with lifelong follower of Jesus, interdependent, wants to make a kingdom contribution. My, my son dropped out of college. He's making a kingdom con- contribution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to do things on how to help them prepare, how to help your, your, your junior and high school student prepare for the SAT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a parenting podcast with a pretty thin lane mm-hmm. of, hey, look, we just want we want to talk about the things that help your kids with the one thing that matters most, mm-hmm. way more than academics, way more than all of that. 
how to help, how to help them, how to pick the right sports coach for your child. We don't care. Mm -hmm. We don't care how you pick the point of the matter. But we do care about helping parents raise Mm -hmm. interdependent lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. And then we stumbled upon Mark and his book and we thought, oh gosh, if there are going to be exceptions and there always are. One of my favorite sayings, Chris, you heard me say it a billion. One of my favorite sayings, because at the church, you know, we always, there's, there's policies and rules and all that stuff. Blah. Okay, we know where you stand. And I always say, I always say, but there's pathways to exceptions. Yes. Yeah. There's all in life. We, we know that, right? There's always pathways to exceptions. Um, and we at least want to be open to that. And so today we're really thrilled to have with us Mark Wilhelmson, who has written a book dedicated to helping parents. Chuck full, chock full, chuck full, chuck, chock, chock, full. I think it's chuck, chock full, jam packed, <laughs> jam packed, filled to the Thank brim, filled to the brim with no exaggeration. Literally, yeah. it's why the book was written life saving tips and insights for saving your child's life in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and without, I'm not even going to attempt to go down the road of, of what led Mark to write the book, but Mark, we're super thrilled you're here. And today we are very... <laughs> and the studio audience that we have yes, is also yes, thrilled to have yes. you here as well. Behind the camera. Yes, the behind yes. the camera, the 50 people watching. I, I was just, it's just nice to hear Chris, producer Chris, hit the button to applaud for somebody other than himself. himself. <laughs> Why are we giving Chris such a hard time? No, you always give him a hard I do, time. I do. It's part of the shtick. It's part of the shtick. Um, well, Mark Mark has written a book. I'm holding it up for people watching YouTube called Emergency. This book will save your baby's life. I mean, how's that for Prepare a title? Prepare for the unexpected. Well, it's... It's gripping. It, it's gripping. It's yeah. a little bit scary. A little bit. But as we're going to find out, there's a reason why Mark titled it that. Mm-hmm. Um, part of his story came out of corporate world, never never intended to be an author. Mm. So, Mark, welcome. Take Thank it you. away. Tell us a little bit about who you are, mm-hmm. where, you, where you've come from, and the, and the context for writing such an important book. Sure. Well, I was a, an investigator in New York City uh, hmm. for over 26 years. And so wow. I had a very long commute uh, to New York City, sometimes as much as like five hours. Oh my so gosh. I get up super early, um, and I've never been a very great sleeper, and mm. my youngest son, Marcus, was the same. So he'd get up with me. And so on this particular morning, um, I was just cutting up some fresh fruit for him for breakfast, including strawberries, blueberries, and pineapple. And, um, and I happened to be sitting across from him when he was eating. Most parents don't do that. They're multitasking, distracted. Yeah. Mm. But I happened to be there. Um, and so what ended up happening is um, all of a sudden just everything froze. Everything just stopped. Mm. And he's just looking up at me like there's something wrong, mm. you know. Um, and to me it was more of like, you know, at some point, are you going to save me here, mm. you know. Right. Um, but I, I was just, it just took me a beat to really kind of, understand what was happening and um time stood still it just kind of everything kind of stopped and um and what ended up happening is once i understood or you know perceived that he was choking Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he started to start the process of coughing it up on his own Mm -hmm. um and so but that violent cough um just got my attention in a way that nothing else really ever has Mm -hmm. and so after that happened of course we hugged and cried you know um, but after that, I felt embarrassed. I was mm. angry. I had four kids. 
I had an infant upstairs. Mm. And I thought, you know, how did I not know something so fundamental mm. as how to save my own son or my own child from choking? Right. So to me, it was, there was an absurdity to it. Mm. And so I immediately got certified in infant, child, uh, and adult CPR, uh, right. AED and first aid. Um, uh, just, just to sort of bridge that gap as quickly as possible. Yep. Mm. Um, but, um, uh, you know, it was just interesting because, you know, as an investigator, I started to take a look at it from that lens mm. and sort of use that skill set. Yeah. And what I found was 72% of parents aren't even aware uh, that the number one cause of childhood deaths are from unintentional injuries. Mm. This is choking, drowning, sudden infant death syndrome, suffocation, strangulations. So it's not on the radar of a lot of parents. And so that's that sort of that knowledge is I said, well, you know what? Let me do an investigation here and, and find out more um, about all these different areas. And, mm-hmm. then I, and then eventually I came to the thought of, well, let me put it into a book, you know, and, and write, write my first book on the topic. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the origin story is sort of having something coming so close to losing a child. Yeah. Um, nothing will shake you up like that. Oh yeah. Wow, yeah. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for sharing that. And to me, when I when I heard your story, just a little bit of it um, yeah. earlier, you know, one of the reasons why this is an exception to mm-hmm. what we normally talk about is we want to raise children to become to become interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. And the reality of losing a child. And them not being able to, and us as parents not being able to see that goal come to fruition, mm-hmm. um, to me suddenly made me think. You know what? That's worthy of us talking about because oh, yeah. if if a child passes away in in any way that we maybe could have been a little bit more prepared yeah. to help, we sure do want to help parents feel equipped. And was this, was a stat seventy two percent of parents don't realize aren't even aware yeah that, that shocks me yeah because it just seems like right. that's the one thing new parents are is hyper vigilant and panicked about my child choking well the way the way i best describe it I'm, I'm sure you both i mean i think we have probably with four kids four copies of the book what to expect when you're expecting yeah right. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and yes. so i think a lot of that that book is is fantastic but from my standpoint it's also important to what, what you're not expecting when expecting right you know, so I don't think there's enough emphasis on right. that. Yeah. And so I, I, that's why I think it's sort of under the radar more and more. That's and I also of. think we have a couple of different things that we can talk about. But I think one of the contributing factors is from a very early age, at least in this country and probably others, and we're taught that we can kind of rely on 911 in an emergency. Mm. You know, basically somebody else can take care of this problem. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but the average response time of 911 is over 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, your child, if they're choking, such as Marcus, he would have become unconscious within about two minutes. Mm. And then you're looking at, you know, brain death between right. four to six minutes. You know, right. So we don't have that time. Yeah. You know, we have a matter of seconds to save them. And so when I was playing that scenario out in my head, such as, let's say, for instance, he was choking, but it didn't come out when he coughed. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. then the next thing would have been 911. Right. All right. But then when you think about 911, most of us are visual learners. We're, and we're not auditory. So when right. we're in a state of panic, we're calling 911, and it's an auditory. They're, they're trying to explain how to do this to right, you right. over the phone in a panic state. Right. And when every second counts, that's not ideal. Right. Uh, so for me, it was about, you know, how can we train parents and caregivers, not just the parents, but also the caregivers, 
um, on these sort of fundamental life-saving skills everybody should know. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think as far as community is concerned, it's like you become a valuable member of the community. It's not just about saving your own kids. Right. right. It's having right. the ability to save others too. Right. Just yeah. like in your situation. Yeah, I know. Before we started recording this podcast, um, I was sharing with Mark about uh, my own situation where my oldest daughter, Karis, when she was three, had a choking incident at a party. And in that moment, when we realized she was choking, again, it was on fruit, mm. Uh, mm. like a fruit skewer. And we had like, you know, all these different like grapes and cantaloupe. It was it was so pretty for the party. And yeah. then um, but I guess apparently dangerous for kids running around and shoving a lot of food in their mouth while they're running around and playing. Right. Um, but in that moment, it was like, oh, my gosh, she's choking. And then it's like the world freezes. Like you look around to see, is there anyone who looks confident that can help? But all of the other parents also look like, mm, not me, not right. me. I don't want to be the one trying something and then failing. Right. So, of course, Sam and I tried the Heimlich maneuver, what we thought was the right way to do it. Right. But we both felt like it didn't work. And fortunately, in this situation, my doctor friend who was in the other room, we ran to her and she was able to Heimlich maneuver once really hard and like all this fruit came out but you mentioned it mark it's panicky like you kind of freeze and so i guess one question is how can parents take your book and there's so much information out there in the world there's so much knowledge if you're a new parent at hospitals they make you take a cpr class and so sam and i had all the head knowledge like we knew we're supposed to do heimlich maneuver or something but in the moment it's not like this is something you practice every day. How can we, how can parents be prepared to translate knowledge to action? Because it all can seem very overwhelming, right? right. There's so many different ways a child can get injured, especially new time parents. It just might be like, this is too much for me. It's just easier to hope that I can just bank on 911 to come in time because right. this right. is too much for me to figure out. Right. I mean, that's why when I was looking at, you know, how to, some solutions to the problem was, I knew that we had to not rely on the certifications, number one. Mm -hmm. So going and get certif getting certified in infant, child, and adult CPR, definitely do it. If you, if you can do it, do it. Uh, what you're doing is you're also um, having your hands on the actual mannequins, these mm -hmm. CPR mannequins. You're understanding what it feels like to do the compressions and the rescue mm -hmm. breaths. So having that, that part of it is very, very important. Most people won't do that. Right. So what I've done is I've created an online class as well. Hmm. So we always encourage you to actually physically go and learn these skills. But if, if you're not going to do the very least, we're going to show you exactly what to do visually. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then that way, and you can access that 24 seven from nearly any device. Right. Mm. Um, and, and for us too, it's, it's, we'll never know who will be around when a crisis befalls us. Right. It might be our babysitter who could be your grandparent. Right. It's, it's a large percentage of grandparents. And so have them come over 15 minutes early. Mm -hmm. Have them watch the age-specific choking scenario. You know, my daughter, Lana, our youngest, she has severe allergies. So mm -hmm. whoever takes care of our kids, um, specifically Lana, needs to know how to use an EpiPen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in our online series, like, we have that there. Like, how do you actually use these? And we do the training in a slow step-by-step -step manner, but also in a more emergency response manner. Right. So in real, real time, like... 
very more a little bit quicker. Yeah, mm. you know, um, it should an emergency be happening in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the key is to is to really come at it from so many different angles that, right. that there's really no excuse at that point because right, you know, uh, especially with technology these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I would say to that and um, yeah, and so we're we're of course making some other innovations that we'll be announcing soon uh, along those lines. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's Are a really you- great point about just becoming familiar with it. That's part of the way that you could just help avoid that fight or flight mode when you're panicking is that if you don't think about it and it happens, you're trying to conjure up, you know, the class that you took like seven years ago, but the more familiar you are with it, with resources, hopefully it snaps in when you need it. Well, here's the, here's a memory stat. That's, um, so within about 24 hours of learning anything new, Mm -hmm. you'll forget up to about 60% of it. I believe that. Within 48 hours, it goes up to 80%. Mm. So that's like scoring an A on a Monday and failing that same test on a Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> but when we're talking about life-saving skills, we can't fail that test. Right. And so what we really encourage mm-hmm. is, is on a regular basis, refresh those skills. Like we were discussing earlier, what's a skill? It's the ability to do something well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, it's, and, and when you're talking about emergency, it goes beyond that. Ability to do something well when it's an emergency with a child right. or an infant, you yeah. know, or even a newborn. I mean, a lot of parents don't even know that newborns can choke. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they can choke on breast milk. They can choke on formula, even excess mucus. Mm. So a lot of parents don't even, this doesn't even come on their radar, you know, for quite a few months right. until they start eating more solid food right. because they don't know those basics. Yep. Mm. Yeah. 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 When you were, when you were talking about the, how quickly we forget and the, the need to practice, right. I didn't, mm. I don't, I, you, you, I you, didn't. you didn't No. Right. Not, and, no. and my hunch is, yeah. you know, the majority of parents of young kids have not, they maybe, they maybe took the course that the hospital yeah, offered. Right. They maybe have gone and gotten recertified. Um, they've maybe read a, you, you know, watch a YouTube video, but the, my mind was thinking about, you think of police officers, soldiers, people who are, they know that eventually they're going to be in these crisis situations and they train all the time, yeah. all the time, all the time, all the time, all scenario plan, scenario plan, scenario plan, scenario plan. So that when the real situation arises, it's just muscle memory at that point. Right. I mean, it's really muscle memory right. and the emotions yeah are almost taken away because we this is so familiar to us right that we know in this scenario we do a b c d e right um and it's why to make it a little bit less traumatic than that you know it's why a, an airline flight attendant why they 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 know their turbulence routine, routine mm-hmm. that you know when the when the thing drops out you put the mask on checklist. you on, yep the checklist boom 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 yeah. because most Flight attendants, their whole career, they don't have to deal with any of that right. until they do, yeah. until they do. And so, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to scare parents, mm. but maybe just kind of re-emphasize, like, how confident are you mm-hmm. that if the unthinkable presents itself, right? whether it's choking or a drown, a, a, you know, a, a, a drowning in process, a potential drowning, um, a, a, a cut, you know, is it safe? I'm asking dumb questions. Is yeah. it safe to put a tourniquet on a, on a yeah. one-year-old? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and like all those things yeah. that most of us don't think about. And then in the moment we're going panicking, we're panicking. And to your point, and I think it's the vast majority of us go, well, I'll call nine one one. So when you wrote the book, Martin, like if this book is, if a parent says, okay, I'm, I'm in, like, I'm, I've not, I've not thought enough about it. I've just kind of assumed that it won't happen to our family. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. it does, we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. If, if, uh, if a parent were to buy this book, which it, 
af- after reading it, I go, why wouldn't a parent of any child five and under have a copy of this book? And you know, mm-hmm. um, once a child can really clearly articulate some of the their their, you know, once the child's old enough to go like this. Your, your son couldn't even do that. He didn't know what was happening, no. right? Yeah, oh, so scary. So, like, some of that urgency wanes as, as kids get older, I would imagine. But so for the parent of, like, a, a younger child, would you suggest, hey, buy this book and have it? It's like a it's like your emergency coffee table book that in a moment you grab it and you open to page 13 because that's where it talks about choking right. or first aid or drowning. Or would you say, no, like, this? it's, it's, it's an easy read. Mm-hmm memorize this stuff memorize this stuff yeah so you don't ever have to open the book again right like how best to use how best to use the book well what i did with this book which is a little bit different is i actually created a video book Hmm. Uh, so inside our membership we have the book in video form Mm. so so the chapters actually come along with the video so it's not just about that's cool words it's about how do you actually do this stuff Mm -hmm. gotcha you know and so we actually in the book have links to the baby and child choking sequences too gotcha so even if you're not there you'll have that as a very base point and also epipen and yeah speaking of checklist we have something called a babysitter checklist so the babysitter comes over what are some of the things you should be thinking about Mm. she Um, says i'm certified doesn't matter you can say well talk to me about yeah yeah. these are your checklists let's go through them here's what i say quizzer Watch what happens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's going to probably not tell you that, you know, you need to do 30 chest compressions followed by two rescue breaths. And you say, well, how deep and, you know, how fast should it be? Uh, she's probably not going to be able to tell you what those mm. things are. Yeah. Uh, so I think that just, just quiz, just do a spot yeah. quiz. Yeah. You know, we had an au pair um, from Columbia. Um, and uh, one of the reasons why I hired her through this agency uh, was because the agency actually is taught first aid. Mm. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. And then my daughter was joking on something, uh, not, nothing major, but yeah. she was, you know, typical for her because she's she seeks danger like 100 percent of the time, and she's, <laughs> oh, it's great to have it. You need an instructor certificate just to, you know, have her as your child. But, um, and what the um, au pair did was she goes, Lana, she goes, go like this and put your hands up, up in the air. Okay. So she was taught that back in Columbia. Huh. Uh, that's not how you do it. Okay. <laughs> so she, even though she had training through this agency, right. she went right back and reverted back to whatever she learned. In oh. Right. And that's clearly not what you're supposed to do. Interesting. Um, and I would say the other thing too is that, because you mentioned um, YouTube videos, or just like watching a video is um, just like with Marcus, we have to think through the entire sequence. We have to say, if I watch a video on how to save a baby from choking, for instance, um, and then I watched that video and I'm like, and even let's say you remember a hundred percent of it, no panic, nothing in a perfect world. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if it doesn't work? What if the object that the child is obstructing on doesn't come out? Yeah. Then you need to know baby CPR. And I can right. tell you that's, there's a lot to memorize. Yeah. You, you know, mm. there, there's a lot there. There's a lot of nuances to it. How you save a, a baby and a child from choking. Uh, the CPR sequences are different. Uh, from drowning, mm-hmm. CPR sequences are different. Um, even if it's uh, like an electrocution, CPR sequences are different. Mm-hmm. So there's all these nuances wow. that I didn't know about. I mean, that's why I said do an investigation on right. it. Right. And so I bring all of these these issues out. And so we have we have you know drowning CPR and choking CPR. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of similarities, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, fundamentals are very very similar. Right. Uh, but that it's all in the nuance. Yeah. Very important. Wow. Yeah. So. So for a parent listening to this um, that doesn't have the book yet, that goes into the details and and does the homework and looks at the video, um, 
some of that's going to take time, right? Some of that's homework on the side of the parent that you're going to have to set aside time before the emergency to kind of get exposed to it. Are there like certain tips that you can give parents on this podcast forum to give them a sense of what's in the book of maybe some of the most common emergencies a parent might face and what are some things with each of those emergencies that a parent might do to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding, of course, that really understanding the full breadth of response is going to take a little more time and study. Yeah. But maybe just some tips that can kind of whip parents' appetites of, sure, of what sure. they could do. Well, I think, I think choking has got to be one of the, one of the top Major ones. ones, yes. We lose a child every five days mm. from choking. And, and from a macro perspective with everything, it's about 8,000 a year, children uh, due to unintentional wow, injuries. Yeah. And I'll go through them again real quick. It's just sudden infant death syndrome. Um, we have uh, choking, drowning, mm-hmm. suffocation, strangulations. Mm. You do the math on that, that's about one or an hour. Wow. Mm. To put it in perspective. Yeah. And it's nearly a million worldwide. Mm. And when we're talking about, um, let's say, the African-American community, it's much worse. Mm. Much worse. And, you know, I did a podcast not too long ago, and uh, when I was doing the research for that podcast, they were nearly twice as likely to uh, pass away from sudden infant death syndrome, hmm. nearly six times more likely to drown, and the, ho- the choking rates were higher. Hmm. Wow. But in the more recent, in 2023, the research was now it's 2.8 times hmm. for sudden infant death syndrome right. for the African-American community. Hmm. And so, you know, we do have a socioeconomic angle to this as well. Mm. Right. 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 And so it's important to know those numbers and not just talk about, like we said, we don't want to scare. It's not just about Mm. deaths. It's also about the fact that here in America, we have over 5.6 million emergency room visits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So it's not just about that. It's like, listen, these things are happening at an extraordinary rate. Yeah. And when you're talking about different things, it could be falls, it could be bleeding, it could be any number of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drowning is, is a very, very big problem. Until they're, you know, 18, 19 years old. Right. So when we say child, right. Right. child is kind of loosely defined up to about the age of 19. Um, but where our focus in this book specifically is really up to about to the age of five. Because that's, that's yeah. really when right. we send infant death up to the age of one. Yeah. Um, so there's different things for different people. Let's, let's talk about choking. Um, and I think with choking, number one, as we talked about before, I happened to be sitting next to him or across from him when he was eating. Mm-hmm. There's a tip mm-hmm. right there. Choking is a silent event. Drowning, mm. drowning is too. Right. If you're not, if you don't have eye contact with mm-hmm. them, you're not going to know what's happening, right? And at the party, yeah, kids running around, no running around. Kids are my my daughter loves to you know go all over her chair when she's eating and back. I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> Backflips you know, and somersaults yeah, like and cartwheels. Gymnastics on it. Yeah. Um, and so you know, making sure that they just stay steady. Yeah. When they're eating, you're right there. Have have appropriately sized food. Right. You know, for the child. Um, and that goes back to parents too, is distracted parents. Right. Mm. In Germany, they did a a study that they were having an increased number of drownings and they did a study and they're trying to figure out why are we having like more drownings than usual. Mm. It was back in 2018. So you can imagine what it is now. And, uh, the outcome was distracted parents. Wow. Yeah. You know, just not even watching, Yep. you know? And so from choking, I would say again, always have eyes on them. Watch them. Make sure your babysitter knows that. Mm-hmm. The same thing, of course, uh, appropriately sized foods um, and no playing. Okay. Um, and then it really comes down to you do have to know what to do if it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say, too, about that is, um, you know, make sure if they do start to choke, um, this is something that I probably would have done. 
never go like this towards them. You hmm. need to be calm. If you go at them like this, you're going to startle them. And when you startle someone, they go, <gasps> yep, like that. Uh, it gets them much deeper. Deeper. All right. So again, about being calm yes. is yeah. about being skilled. If you don't have a knowledge of the skills, you're not, that's, you're that's gonna not going to be your reality. Yeah. You know. Just, just that alone, Mark, when you yeah. say that, I go, that's every parent. Yeah. <gasps> every parent, if they see their child choking, yeah. they're going <gasps> to and lunge at them. Yeah. yeah. And that. To hear you say what that to, causes to, is right. it causes the child to, yeah, it startles a kid or it you know and mm -hmm. they yeah it get it makes a situation literally physically worse much worse right yeah and I like I really um after Karis had that choking incident one of the things that you said that is ingrained in our family now is when you're eating you're eating and then when you're playing you're playing yeah but yeah. let's just not mix the two because at the party. We didn't think about that. Right. We had food everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, if it's an adult party and people are eating and walking around, great. But kids, when they play, they're not just like mingling. Right. Yeah. They're like sprinting. They're like running. And so, yeah, we were like, oh, we could have avoided this. And it's not about shame. It's not about guilt. It's just no. about being prepared. No. Right. It's like, okay, we're going to set it up and we're going to keep training our kids. Yeah. When you're eating, sit down and finish your food. It doesn't matter if all the other kids are done and playing and jumping on the trampoline already. Like you don't go out with like all the food in your mouth to the trampoline, but just even preventative things like that. It's such yeah. a good yeah. tip. Yeah. And then the other tip that parents are just very, you know, uh, surprised to hear is never feed a child while they're in their car seat. Mm. If you think about it, you're, you're essentially pacifying the child with food. Right. And, but the thing is you're driving, you're focused here. Oh. And if you were to look in your rear view mirror, you know, you have no idea. Well, they could be, sleeping right. when they're not actually sleeping right. they could be unconscious oh, you know yeah. so we always say like feed them before and then after not yeah. during mm. um and if if it's a really long trip and you have to that's when you have like you know like an applesauce or something that right but still really monitor that situation and, and mm. so these are these little tips that i was trying to find that i've never heard and um so what i did too what's different about the book i would say is um this was not just about investigating um what was available online so i started talking to nurses right hmm. you know and choking hazards can even be these you know when you have daughters they have these little hair bows mm -hmm. these little beautiful hair bows and you get them on amazon like 40 of them for like 20 bucks problem is those are floating around the house mm -hmm. and what other siblings do is they actually end up taking ripping the bows off playing with them and then trying to swallow the actual right. clip itself uh. so she was seeing a lot of these in the er oh wow she says this is a lacerating their i mean this is ruining their their windpipes right pipes. right um, and also, uh, I would say the other one that came out of her was the uh, button disc batteries. These little batteries yep. that are yeah, so oh, many things yeah, flat, yeah, yeah. flat. Yeah. precisely. It got it's it's been so bad that we have, of course, the poisoning hotline. Right. They right. had to create a separate hotline because of the the batteries. Those buttons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And they're in so many different things, even including right. those little you know birthday cards. That, right. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. that little, move and sing. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh, to the, a lot of the child's toys and right. stuff like that. Wow. Um, so it was really, I, I have a chapter in the book called uh, Parent Awareness and the Million Little Things. Mm. And the Million Little Things is just sort of basically saying there's so many little events that surround a tragedy a lot of the time mm. that we could have prevented this in the first place if those things, it could just be simply something as simple as like you said, like being at a party, my dad's church in uh, back in New York, they had a, uh, a swimming party mm. and a child drowned. Yeah. Oh. 
I mean, people everywhere. Right. But what they didn't have was a designated water watcher. Oh. Right? And then you would want them on a rotation so they don't get tired. What a great idea. Um, yeah. And, and the thing is, a lot of kids will actually drown right by the edge, mm-hmm. which is right. not something I knew about right. until, right. you know, doing this investigation. And so, you know, all these little things, these little nuances, um, it really, it gives you this sort of awareness and a, a situational awareness. I mm. think that's right. so important. And I am not advocating helicopter parenting at all. Hmm. Right. We don't do it. They're going to get hurt. That's why you have first aid kits. Right. Uh, but if there is an emergency, you should know yeah. how to take care of it and prevent yeah. one from happening in the first place. And to some degree, the more prepared and confident you are, the less you would feel that need to helicopter parent, Correct. right? Because right. Some, sometimes, I can't speak for every situation, but sometimes we helicopter parent because either consciously or subconsciously, we know if something goes wrong, we don't we don't know what to do. So, so nothing's I can't let anything go wrong. Exactly. Right. Whereas if you feel equipped and confident, you, you feel a little bit more freedom probably to not loot, you know, like keep such a close eye, but we want a close eye. Yeah. But you know, that helicopter in like a panicky way. No, I in just a panicky, I think that's, overprotective way. That's such a good point. And I think we should just emphasize that again because one reaction from hearing this podcast for parents might be to right. oh my gosh. I need a panic. I need a helicopter. I can't control everything. I'm overwhelmed. I'm just stuck. But one of the things that you just said about like the party where there's a pool, you can, this is meant to, you know, empower you, not like terrorize you that you could do small things like, you know what, at the party, we're going to just designate an adult every 30 minutes to Mm -hmm. be the pool watcher. I mean, that's such a simple, but um, empowering thing that parents could do at a party that doesn't just end up with people panicking like, well, what if they drown? What if they this? Because at, at some point we can't control everything. No, of course not. But the message sounds like it's but be prepared and equipped and that will make you yeah. more confident not yeah. to just panic. That's awesome. Well, Mark, thank you so much. I'm, I'm looking at the back cover. How to significantly lower the risk of SIDS. I didn't even know you could lower the risk of SIDS. Huh. Right? So there you go. Yep. Um, how to save a baby and child from choking, pediatric first aid, how to, prevent an ac- how to prevent an accidental drowning, how to prevent an accidental suffocation, how to perform newborn, baby, and child CPR, mm-hmm. parent awareness, and the million little things. Mm-hmm. That alone is worth buying this book. Absolutely. Parent awareness. The, the batteries, right? A, a yeah. million little things like that that we have no clue that put our kids at risk and, and what to do if, if we're in that situation home I'm sorry home and apartment fire safety and escape plans ah. genius yes if well, we have time for one more story we I do I just want to interject this because I think this is so so important so my CPR instructor um, you know we, we had uh, really started having these conversations and I said well what, is there anything else you can tell me because we're really kind of focused on you know choking CPR first aid I said anything else and he's like home and fire safety. Hmm. And the reason why this was such a major thing for him was because one of his childhood friends, their family had a home fire uh, back on the East Coast. And of course, uh, back on the East Coast, uh, most homes are two stories or, you know. And so what ended up happening is it's happening during the middle of the night. um, And the family goes out the front door um, and they're in the front lawn. Mm -hmm. But the daughter is missing. She's not there. Father goes back into the house, try to find her. Uh-oh. He passes away. Oh, my gosh. She was in the backyard. Mm. So the, 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 the moral of the story there 
is to, and we have a fire escape plan, and, and mm. but the one thing that we really emphasize for everybody to have, home, apartment, whatever your living situation is, have a designated meeting place mm. yep. where everyone knows yep. exactly where to go when something like this happens, everybody's accounted for. Had they had that, right. he would be alive today. Yep. You know, yeah. so I think yeah. it's so important. Yeah, it doesn't matter what exit you take; just end up in the front yard, Precisely. or right. end up in the backyard by the exactly. fire pit, or whatever, whatever, it, exactly. whatever it is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, such a practice. That's yeah. what I really appreciate. It's, it's not just this overwhelming. There's nothing I can do about it. Is there small oh, yeah. things you can do as a parent yeah. to establish these yeah. rules um, or guidelines oh. for your family that can make all the difference in the world in in this situation? So, yeah. where can parents? find your resources you know is it just available online sure the book is available on amazon but we have a separate website specifically for the book got emergency the book.com emergency the book.com yeah okay. and then uh the company is our child's keeper so o-u-r-c-h-i-l-d-s keeper k-e-p-e-r um and then we're starting a safe kids cpr movement um mm. which is really something that we're also going to be having this innovation that we can maybe talk about next time um, and so, uh, safekidscpr.com is where we're going to be announcing that very soon. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. He, he, he let, he's leaving us hanging. I which know. Means he's, we have, he, we he have gave to have us a little back. teaser. <laughs> now we have to, now we have to have, next time. You can't tell yeah, us yeah, now? Yeah. Okay. Next time. <laughs> next time it is. Very skillful. Well, Mark, thank you so much. As always, everybody, if you want to watch our most recent episodes, you can click right up here. <laughs> on the screen if you want to subscribe and like you can do that right down in this general direction um seriously as we sign off you might be somebody my age and go i don't need the book but i know a whole lot of parents of young children this would be a book if you don't need it buy one or two for a friend if you have somebody who's getting ready to have their first child put this in the little gift bag with the onesies whatever you take the baby shower include this Great book idea. Yeah. um literally it could, it could be a lifesaver mm -hmm. mark thank you thank you so much i love that god never wastes a hurt we talk about that all the time in our church For sure. you know your unfortunate situation scary moment yeah. could have been worse you right course. i mean the lord spared spared your son but that you took that painful moment and turn it into something to help the rest of us we just really appreciate that thank so you thank so you so much. much i appreciate it all right everybody we will Producer Chris, sign us up. Very quiet yes. today. Very quiet. Oh, there we are. There we are. Welcome back. Welcome back. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody.